the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are going to talk about accountability today on the Bruce Hooley Show as that principle runs throughout a myriad of stories that we will discuss, of course, nationally with the raid on Donald Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago, Florida. But more to your outrage as a citizen of Columbus who hopes to remain safe in our city or hopes that the people who are in charge of leading our city, governing our city, would uh, judiciously and smartly steward the resources that they have, resources that are funded by your tax dollars. Uh, There is a lack of accountability in our mayor's office, uh, in our local judicial system, and certainly that's playing out nationally. That's where we begin a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm a big believer in the principle of sowing and reaping. It is a biblical principle, which states simply that you get what you sow more than you sow later than you sow it. You plant corn in the spring, you get a lot more corn than the volume of seed you plant. You fill up a wagon with the seed in the spring and then fill up wagons with corn In the fall, you will see you get more than you sow. You get it later than you sow it, and you get exactly what you sow. You don't get wheat when you sow corn. So the principle of sowing and reaping is very simple. You get more than you sow. You get what you sow, more than you sow, later than you sow it. Well, we can all understand that as it applies to agriculture, but let's look at it as it applies to crime and punishment, shall we? In the city of Columbus... We now have three people arrested for murders, including two 16-year-olds, two 16-year-olds in connection with three unrelated homicides. So we have two 16-year-old accused murderers in the city of Columbus. Harken back with me, if you would, to last year when Columbus police announced that they were going to crack down on unruly juvenile behavior stealing cars and ATVs on city streets, and a curious opposition to that crackdown arose, that opposition coming from juvenile court judges. Yes, the judges in our juvenile court system who said that doing so, punishing, holding accountable, there's that word, young people who violated the law, would have, and I quote from their letter, a deleterious and unnecessary uh, detention of predominantly African-American youths would teach them 
how to be criminals. Ah, we can't punish them because then they'll go in the system and they'll learn how to be criminals. Well, now we have 16-year-olds charged with murder. 16-year-olds who, like all the kids in Columbus who steal cars, are out on the street an hour later laughing at the cops as they take them into custody. No accountability leads to more crime, leads to bigger crimes later down the road. Now, that's just one example. News comes today that the special prosecutor who was handling the final case against a Columbus police officer for his purported impropriety in dealing with riot protesters in downtown Columbus in May of 2020, wouldn't you know, the charges against this police officer have been or will be dropped. The special prosecutor, Brad Nicodemus, Whitehall City Attorney, appointed by the City of Columbus, says that he intends to dismiss the matter. Now, what do we know about the riots downtown in the, in the city of Columbus in May of 2020? Well, we know that three police officers were charged with crimes, and we know that 24 were uh, called to account for their supposedly inappropriate actions. We know they were inappropriate because people complained about how they were treated mean. And, I mean, they must have been treated really mean because the city invested, get your calculators out, kids, uh, $615,000 paying prosecutors to prosecute them, $275,000 to investigate them, and... Are you ready to insert a few extra commas? $5.75 million to people who said, Ooh, ooh, the cops were mean to me. They hit me with a rubber bullet or they sprayed tear gas on me when I didn't do what they told me to do. Yes, the city spent more than $6 million because stooges like Andrew Ginther, your mayor, and Zach Klein, your law director, were absolutely positively convinced that these cops were guilty until proven innocent. And so they ponied up a bunch of money, and 32 plaintiffs got a nice, big, fat check. And you know who else got a nice, big, fat check? Columbus attorneys John Marshall and Fred Giddis, who represented them. How much did they receive? Oh, that's a secret. That's a secret. See, they can take your tax dollars, your hard-earned money, and they can give it to social justice warriors like John Marshall and Fred Giddis, and they can give it to 32 people, and you don't get an accounting of how much each one of them got. Because you know who decides that? The people who got paid off. They decided to keep it all secret. Oh, Now, none of these cops, none of them, zero, zip, nada, have been found to have done anything criminally wrong. Wait a second. I thought we had all this on video. I've watched the video. I've seen it. When I watched the video, I didn't think there was anything particularly bad about what the cops did because they were faced with a riot situation. Have you ever been in a riot? It's scary. 
mob rule, it's scary. Bunch of people outnumbering the police officers who won't do what the police officers tell them to do. Get off the street, disperse. And why do they tell them to do that? For the officer's safety, sure. But you know why else? For the safety of the people in the riot. Because if we have to use our batons, if we have to use tear gas, if we have to shoot rubber bullets, then somebody's going to get hurt. Cost to doing business. In order to keep the streets safe, in order to keep the streets open, in order to keep businesses from being ransacked and looted, we have to have law and order. Otherwise, we have anarchy. Oh, but anarchy, Bruce, pays really well. Now, will Andrew Ginther bear any cost for this? Will any of this come out of his pocket? Will he face an opponent who has a realistic chance of beating him in the election? No. You know that, and I know that. What else happened as a result of this bogus investigation? This clear preening and posturing before the cameras about how wrong the cops were. Well, you can thank all that for the creation of the Columbus Civilian Oversight Review Board. Yeah, a bunch of people who've never been cops, never been to the police academy, never arrested anyone, never done anything of consequence in their lives in terms of establishing law and order and keeping the public safe. They now get to sit in judgment on police. So we can presumably, and I would add inevitably, pay out more of your tax dollars to more lawbreakers who don't disperse, don't do what cops tell them to do. Because trust me on this. Whining pays really well. Protesting pays really well. The next time we have a riot, I mean, grab your can of food for the Mid-Ohio Food Bank and head downtown. Freeze a water bottle now in preparation because if you lob it at a police officer, who knows? Andrew Ginther and Zach Klein, they can't wait to hand you a six-figure check for your pain and suffering, even though it's all imagined. And very little to none of it real. Where does the money come from, Bruce? Oh, it comes from the city's general fund. You know where else? What else comes out of the city's general fund? Um, cleaning up your streets, removing your garbage, uh, plowing your snow. So hey, hey, city of Columbus. When we get into January, February, March, and we get a big snow, and your neighborhood doesn't get plowed. Or when a pile of garbage sits behind a vacant building or in front of a crack house in Linden or Franklinton and you wonder why the city of Columbus is not coming along to clean up your neighborhood and make it safe, why gunfire rings out in Linden and Franklinton and other parts of town. Just imagine, imagine how much effective policing, effective refuse removal, effective snow removal. Imagine how much of that could be done for the Bargain price of $6 million. Instead, that money is lining the pockets of complainers, whiners, people who, if they were really disadvantaged in those riots, these cops would be facing charges. But all the charges have gone away. What do you know? Thanks, Andy. So accountability is the theme of the show today, and I made sure to write down on my notes that accountability also 
includes those of us who are outraged by what we see with this double standard of justice in our country. The fact that Hunter Biden is now flying on Air Force One to go on vacation with his dad. The fact that there was not one single military person who resigned their post over giving the Taliban billions of dollars in U.S. military equipment. That there'll be no accountability for Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and liar-in-chief Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday. Boldface lies to the American people that inflation was 0%. There'll be no accountability for that. But in response, we must be accountable to our faith and our values. Otherwise, we become them. You cannot engage in violence because this gives them what they want. January 6th gave the people in power exactly what they wanted. I said at the time, I said that day, I've said it ever since. I firmly believe it. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, AOC, they were all, none of them cowering under a desk. They were all gleefully rubbing their hands together and high-fiving each other because the worst tendencies of the January 6th rioters gave the people in power the ammunition they need to paint all the rest of us as crazies. So violence against FBI agents, unacceptable. Threats against FBI agents, unacceptable. If we support our local police, and we do, then we have to support our federal police, even if the leadership of those federal police is corrupt, and it is. So that's why this is troubling. We have a situation, a police situation, on I-71 South at State Route 73. The uh, reports from Wilmington News, WLW Radio, uh, Ohio State Patrol troopers are pursuing a person who tried to break into the FBI building in Cincinnati. They're using stop sticks, shots. There are reports that shots were fired. It's a Ford Crown Victoria sedan. Uh, The suspect had passed the I-71 Wilmington Road exit. Uh, That's down there at the big trucking. Yeah. Trying to remember the name of the trucking firm. Between Jeffersonville and Cincinnati, about halfway. Anybody who's gone to Cincinnati knows the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, The suspect exited I-71 at State Route 73. Uh, they have locked this area down. So if you're headed down there, uh, your option is to use US-22 as an alternative. The uh, person in question is a white male uh, who is bald, orange shirt, sunglasses. Again, this is going to flat out energize the very thing that we decry, the unequal application of justice. Because this guy, oh, he's perfect, right? He's a white guy. He's bald. You can see he's going to be a white supremacist. You know how he's going to be labeled. Over the weekend, Joe Biden issued a statement about four murders in New Mexico. Four murders of Muslim men in New Mexico. Everything in Biden's statement was geared around the fact that This is a horrible thing because it's a hate crime. Well, it's a horrible thing because four presumably innocent men lost their lives. An arrest has been made in that case, and the person who's arrested is also a Muslim. This is not any knock or criticism of the Muslim faith. It is to point out that you will not hear anything else about this crime spree being reported 
on any of the major networks, and Joe Biden will not tweet about it ever again because the perpetrator does not fit the profile of what they wanted the perpetrator to be. In this case, in Cincinnati, the perpetrator sounds like he can certainly be portrayed as exactly what they want him to be, which is an unruly white guy who's afraid of the FBI and will be indicative of all Trump supporters. They're going to comb his social media. They're going to find out anything they can do to tie him to Trump. And it's going to be, see, this guy's indicative of all Trump supporters because one person lost their center, lost their accountability, lost their rationality, and did something criminal and stupid. And we have to not abide it when lawbreaking is done because we get frustrated over Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray and the direction of the FBI. I had a chance this morning. I reached out to someone I know who's retired from the FBI. And I wanted to know his emotions given the events of the last couple days about the FBI. And his comment to me was that it's bizarre that the FBI, the DOJ, couldn't have arranged a way to get these documents from Miralago without storming, raiding the premises, combing through Melania's underwear drawer. I'm sure he would keep it there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that typically when you do a raid, you do it because there's a fear of documents being destroyed. Well, Trump's not there. And I know he could have somebody destroy the documents, but they're talking back and forth. This was, by all accounts, an overreach. But that's the point. That's the point. The show of force, inappropriate though you may believe it is, and like almost every down-the-middle pundit thinks it is, the show of force is the point. The show of force is the point. For many reasons. Number one, to show you that, well, if they'll do it to Trump, they'll do it to anyone. So you better fall in line. You better not protest. And you know what? If it aggravates people and they are moved to act irrationally, well, so much better because we can use their reactions as further ammunition that all Trump supporters are crazy and that they have to be dealt with in this fashion. We have to do this kind of thing. We have to eradicate this from our society. So this situation, this law enforcement situation uh, down on I-71 is extremely regrettable because it's going to feed ammunition to people who are repurposing all these things. Um, so now we have care flight on the scene. Two FBI negotiators are coming to the scene. They say that the uh, perpetrator is sitting on the ground behind his car There's an armored vehicle on the way. He has blood on his shorts. Part of his windshield has been shot out, but he is still there holding a rifle. So State Patrol is updating these uh, advisories, and we will keep you updated as they happen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.